This is the CM Squared Podcast. Two women, a physicist and a marine biologist, both artists, creating a rambling diary of irreverent conversation for our friends in a pandemic. Uh, this episode is unofficially sponsored by the planet Mars. Now I'm going to start recording us. I guess. Oh, well, would you like? We have a special guest um, that I don't know at all, and I'm. Uh, I would like to introduce her to you, but uh, I don't know her, so I'm gonna let her introduce herself. <laughs> all right, great. Well, do you know Colleen? <laughs> My name is Louise Edwards. I am Colleen, and I are friends and colleagues. So I'm also a physicist at Cal Poly, um, and my um, specialty is astronomy, astrophysics. I'm an observer, so I go to telescopes all around and bring that data back and I'll try and make sense of it. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think there's any number of things we can talk about with you that I think everybody who listens to our podcast would be really interested in. Um, so there's I think it's space. whatever you want to talk about because, yeah, you're exploring outer space. I think it, anything you want to say is really exciting. I'm, I'm excited I'm already. I'm particularly interested, though, in this is not outer space. This is on planet Earth. But one of the things that I always kind of fantasize about you, like thinking, oh, Louise had it good, was she grew up on uh, Vancouver Island in uh, British Columbia. That's a very, very cool place it from is what a I've very heard. Cool place. It's both cool compared to California in that we don't have 90 degrees <laughs> and awesome in that it is covered with trees and beautiful. Yes. Aww. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. What could I, I don't know. Well, you, gr- do you, yeah. you grew up like right at the southern bottom. At, is it Victoria? That's right. It's Victoria. So if you picture like Seattle, but you know, smaller <laughs> in population and then slightly less rainy. Uh, oh, that beautiful. is Victoria. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful place. So it's I was cool. born and raised there, went to college there, and oh, I wow. didn't move until grad school. Oh, so yeah. you must have liked it. <laughs> I Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, my family's all from there. Uh, I mean, yeah, all based there. So I, I mean, I totally loved it. Yeah, I really just, you know, and if it wasn't, you know, if grad school, if academia didn't encourage slash force you to move around so much, I'm sure I would still be there. And then I'll honestly, I'm still trying to get back, <laughs> <laughs> which is difficult now that I have my own family. Uh, oh, yeah. How but, big is yes. Vancouver Island? I've never actually been there. I suggest a trip when COVID comes oh, yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is very <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go to Victoria, but I um, kind of came in a little bit north of there, and then we did like a, a cycling trip where oh, we kind of cool. like rode around and and stayed at either campsites or I don't think actually always Airbnbs or things like that, like hotel. It was really yeah. pretty. That that area is so pretty. It's very pretty. Lots it's of water pretty. and lots of trees. Lots of water and lots of trees. Actually, I'm going back uh, to go for six. Everything's online right now, right? So I'm going to go for six weeks with my family uh, in November, December. Whoa, that sounds so rad. Yeah. Yeah. Are there famous um, orcas around that area? 
There are, yeah, the orcas are totally around that. Yeah, you know what's really cool is, um, so it's on, on an island, so usually when you're traveling there, you either go from Seattle, from Vancouver, and you can fly, which is beautiful, but you can also take the ferry boats, and uh, very often, like, you can see whale pods from the ferry, you know, as you're crossing. It's really cool. And they have, you know, you can go whale watching and stuff from the from the city, from Victoria, from the city as well. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very nice. I mean, we have whales around here too, though, you know. But they have San Luis Obispo is very beautiful as well. <laughs> yeah, it is really beautiful as well. But where you're, I mean, or anyway, it's nice that you come from such a beautiful place. It is very nice, yeah. yeah. So along my kind of like, so one, I kind of fantasized that you lived in this beautiful place and that you were like knitting and drinking tea and like <laughs> yes, seeing awesome yeah. stuff and studying astronomy. Um, and then also you went to a high school that I don't even know if you guys, you guys must have had mascots, but like your mascot was like the fighting orca. <laughs> That's cute, yeah. Our mascot was actually weirdly uh, the roadrunner like from the cartoon i think just because it alliterates with reynolds which is the name of the high school <laughs> oh, nice. would have been really nice yeah the fighting orcas <laughs> yeah they should yeah gosh what was your mascot claudia high school san luis obispo tigers oh okay oh, oh man you're from here no way that's I, so cool yeah i'm from here my god i know <laughs> Slocal. Slocal, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, I think we've really covered that San Luis Obispo is a nice place. <laughs> yeah, it's is Vancouver Island. <laughs> so I don't want to be too repetitive. But tigers, like, was it? What no, kind of it's tiger? a tiger, like a tiger, like Tony the Tiger kind of. Yeah. Like, there's mm -hmm. no roadrunner. I know it could have been like. The Los Padres Pumas, you know, yeah. like, or something yeah. like really relevant. Um, red tail hawks, yeah. fighting orcas. We could have had fighting orcas. Yeah, yeah. No, or fighting tigers. stingrays. Fighting stingrays. I mean, any there is what an is abundance that? of ocean life we could have picked from. <laughs> yeah, ocean. Yeah. There, there's a, a, an insect I've never seen before in my life until I went Ooh. peach picking on Ooh. campus here. Do you, well, I'm going to explain it. You ladies let me know if you've heard of this, if you know what this thing is. It's like four inches long, okay? It's got bright orangey blue body and wings, and it's like a, a oh, it's called a hawk wasp, I think. Oh. Whoa. I had to look it up after because I was freaked out by it, man. Is that the scary. one that but attacks tarantulas? <laughs> I think those guys attack tarantulas, no? Yes, they do. Yeah, Shit. yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, in my limited yeah. Googling. <laughs> yeah. That's I've never even seen yeah. them. That would no, also like be a good mascot. Tarantula. They are humongous. Have you seen one of these? No, I haven't. I'm like, oh my I'm God. feeling kind of like, I see them all the, the time. I see them like, oh, oh, a couple times a week. Whoa. Well, especially right now because it's so dry and so at the end of summer they all come down they're they're really thirsty some people say it means that it's gonna rain but i just mean okay. i think it means that they're really thirsty and hot yeah <laughs> i was not a fan i mean they're kind of pretty but also very scary actually i think i read too that like if they get you you can like 
pass out. What? Because mm. they do they sting? Because <laughs> they stink so bad. Yeah, it's like a bee sting. Yeah. So I guess it just depends how you might panic yeah. to a bee sting. But I mean, I would probably pass out if I didn't know it was only a bee sting and a yeah. spider that size. Like, let's say you just look down on your hand and yeah. you realize, no, that wasn't a bee that stung me. It was an enormous hairy spider the size of my hand. <laughs> Wait, it's a spider or pass out. a wasp? No, it's like a wasp. It flies. Oh, I thought we were it talking about tarantulas. Spider. Oh, the no. tarantulas. Yeah. But yeah. a tarantula will bite you too? It can. Apparently, they just people have them as pets or pick up the yeah. wild ones. It's like a snake. I I don't pick them up, but I like watching them walk. I ran one over one time. I haven't <gasps> seen the hawk wasp, but I can't. I don't. I can wait, but I also I'm. I can't wait to Google it, but I can wait right. to see it live. <laughs> to see it in real life, yeah. <laughs> um, but one time I was, or I mean, I've seen tarantula walking around that's pretty common we just have them on campus sometimes you see them going I, I up mean, the I hill see the holes which i think are tarantula holes i have not seen a tarantula you'll on you'll yet, see, one, see one once in um so I, like go the observatories i use are all around the world and i was in um chile at the gemini telescope and oh, wow. I was in, this is the first time I ever saw a tarantula. I was like in my early 20s. And I was like at the telescope control room, you know, typing on the computer. And this humongous tarantula just comes, you know, just walking in on the floor. And the guys who work there, like telescope operators, I guess they see them all the time. Just like, I mean, I have fuzzy memories of this. But what I think I remember <laughs> is one of them like, you know, just like putting a bowl over top of the tarantula. It's like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> yeah, there but so I think you'll see one eventually. Yeah. I just I rode I'm one like biking. I see them a lot, which is kind of by your house on um Orchid Road, like I bike out in Edna Valley. And yeah. they're, they're kind of just like cruising along and so lot, a lot of times you you can see stuff when you're biking and you can avoid it. And uh I was it can be really windy too coming back from that. And so sometimes I just really have to hunker down and dig deep, which means I'm just kind of like holding on and just trying to motor it. And all I really see is the road in front of me. And if Gary's riding ahead of me, then I really spend almost my time looking directly ahead of me on the road. And I saw this tarantula and right as I saw it, I ran it over, basically. And I felt so bad. I was like, yeah, and it was at the, big. it had been crossing from the other side of the street. So it literally oh, no. had, like, five more inches. And oh, it was just like, there. bam. And then I right away screamed to Gary, oh, no, I just killed a tarantula. And, like, then we go right a little bit further. And this three other bikers were like, oh, we came back to see that tarantula because they had seen it and they wanted to loop around and see it. And I was like, I just killed it. Oh. Felt like it's such an asshole. <laughs> um, okay. yeah, you're, well. you're getting to go to cool places. I uh, have gotten to go to some places, but it's mostly just like go to this university and fabricate something. But, oh, but being an astronomer is awesome because you can go to all these different observatories. It is really cool. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I haven't done it since I've been at Cal Poly. <laughs> because the funding system's different. <laughs> yeah. But it, well, and also just because things are changing, like everything is done 
not everything, but so much astronomy these days is done like online. You know, you control the telescope remotely from anywhere in the world. You like, um, you know, just download the data from outer space, you know, if you're using the Hubble Space Telescope or whatever. Um, and yeah, actually, yeah. So in the last few years, I haven't done any travel to get my data, but. It's cool that you were there before that switched, you know, like it was cool that you got to do some of those kind of like they're to me, they sound really romantic. Oh, yeah. 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 What was your favorite one that you went to? With much more fondness than, you know, at the time it's like a 12 hour flight. Then you have to stay up all night, several nights in a row. <laughs> and then, I remember the very first time I went observing on Mauna Kea, which is like 14,000 feet or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's um, where all I the got, protests like, were. I got a little bit like altitude sick and I couldn't do anything. I had to just like go to sleep. Oh. <laughs> and then the second time I went to the same place, it was like snowed in. So you're literally like flying across the continent to go somewhere. <laughs> like oh, you wow. could get nothing. <laughs> wow. Um, so this one's probably better. But yeah, I mean, I do remember it. I do remember it fondly, although I think at the time it was a lot of work. <laughs> what are you looking for when you look up into the stars nowadays? I am looking at the... Um, I'm looking at the fairly local universe. So you know how, like, when... You know how it takes time for light to travel to your eyes, right? So you turn the lights on, it looks like they've just popped on immediately but really it takes you know some nanoseconds for the light to get <laughs> yes. the light bulb to your eye yes. when things are really far away that time can build up right so when you look at the sun which you should never do when you look at the sun that <laughs> yeah. light is coming at you from eight minutes ago right it took eight, eight minutes, minutes for that oh light to get from the sun to your eyes so like the sun could be gone right now we wouldn't even know for another eight minutes Oh, wow. Shit, I hope that doesn't happen, 2020. I hope that's not the case right now. (laughs) We'll know in eight minutes. Um, We will update our listeners. Yeah, in eight minutes from now, we'll check in. Four billion light years away. So the light has taken four billion years to travel to our eyes. So what I study is, like, how galaxies looked in the past. Okay, and ah. I can find different samples of galaxies that are closer or further and like try and connect the dots to see how they change over time. Nice. So I'm taking photos and spectra of, um, so studying the light from not just single stars, but billions of stars at the same time from galaxies like the Milky Way oh, or wow. even larger systems. Wow. What's yeah, your favorite fun. kind of star? Um, yeah, again, like, I'm not super keen on individual stars. I like to study oh. them like a million or a billion at a time. Oh, My yeah. favorite type of galaxy is um, oh, called yeah. the a brightest cluster galaxy, and they are the largest galaxies that you will find in the universe. They're fairly local, so we're seeing them as they are almost today. But, and so they've had the entire 14 billion years of the universe to build, you know? Oh, they wow. build by sort of like um, colliding together. Uh, do you know this? Um, Colleen, that the Andromeda, the closest galaxy to us, and the Milky Way are currently on a collision course and will smash together Shit. right as our sun is dying. Oh, I guess that's my favorite star is our sun. It's pretty important. And <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Second only to. We're going to make a brand new type of galaxy called an elliptical galaxy. And so as galaxies crash together, they form different types of galaxies. They get bigger and bigger and bigger. And my favorite ones are the ones that are like the biggest because they've been forming for the longest amount of time. And it's called cool. the brightest? 
Yeah, it's called the cluster. brightest cluster galaxy because you find them not alone in the universe, but you find them at the center of a neighborhood of a, a hundreds or thousands of galaxies that all oh, wow. spiral and buzz around each oh, other. My gosh. Cool. And um, at the very center of that, the gravitational potential for Colleen. Uh, yeah. the stars sort of like rain down and everything sort of like gravitationally attracts to itself. And so you can get all this stuff like smashes into each other and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What wow. color are the they? The what color are they? They're red because all of the stars that form them formed a long time ago. Like these are, this is something our group found is that, and other groups have also found, uh, is that the core of these galaxies have the oldest stars in the universe, Ooh. like the first stars to form in the universe, were probably wow. make up the heart of these types of galaxies. So they're like the wise old galaxies. Yeah, totally. Except they um take they in their core, but on their outsides and their outskirts, they have these like bluer tinges, which means like new stars have been able to somehow build on the outside of these galaxies which is what? a classic wise maneuver right you want to keep bringing yeah. in the new stuff yeah. so that you right, don't get stuck. Or something yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of like an archaeologist of space yeah that term That's is used question. sometimes Arcane. yeah sometimes yeah. people talk about that yeah yeah space yeah. archaeologists yeah. and people talk about like telescopes as time machines right because you can yeah. use them to look at different Oh, yeah. that's so beautiful. So maybe more like a time travel. I feel like yeah, a time traveler is cooler than it. I mean, no offense to any archaeologist. Space time traveler. <laughs> yeah, space time traveler. We have a lot of archaeologists who listen, so yeah. it's good that you said that. Nice. Yeah. For our archaeologists, <laughs> you should step it up a notch. <laughs> um, oh, did you see that movie with Matthew McConaughey? I get my students to watch that movie with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Interstellar. It's yes, Interstellar. What did you think of it? No, I love it. I mean, I love it so much I get my students to watch it. Oh, nice. The cool thing about that movie that I think is like, that Interstellar, for people who haven't seen it, is like space movie, right? But they also do like, um, they worked in conjunction with some famous astrophysicists, mostly at Caltech, to make sure that, especially for the black holes that they were showing that the black holes are like scientifically as accurate as we possibly know and oh, when that movie yeah. came out um the the visualizations that they used were of the highest scientific quality that existed at the, at the time so it's not just a cartoon of a black hole but it's like the gravitational Einstein's field equations in the computer predicting what it would look like, what light would look like as it spiraled around a black hole. Oh, wow. So it's like you're looking at an actual, a physicist would say, a simulation of a black hole, not just a cartoon. That's so great. It's really cool. Good for it's you. Good and I mean, you know, like, <laughs> Interstellar. Movie, so some things that they talk about are like science facts, some things are science yeah. plausible, and some things are like edge fringe but actually there's some scientists who are looking into that <laughs> is yeah. that the one where she like solves the equation and then th runs to the balcony and like throws all of the papers that she's been working on over the balcony and then kisses the random guy that's like been in every shop but no one really knows what their relationship is i don't know what you're i don't talking. remember that yeah. part i could there's be on a different a science equation 
don't remember the rest. Yeah. But you know what is uh, that movie is my baby brother who's you know thirty five. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he had children before I did, and his daughter was like one or two when that movie came out. And he he's not a scientist. Uh, uh, he loved the movie and he loved especially like the relationship between the dad and the daughter oh i know it's, it's really cool because the dad moves time and space and stuff and and yeah it's yeah, a tearjerker it's, it's, it's a really <laughs> sweet interaction between a dad and a daughter <laughs> does your brother still live in uh victoria he does it he lives in halifax which is on the oh. east coast of Canada. It's very similar to Victoria. It's not an island, but that's it's not in Nova an island, Scotia, but it's, right? Um, on a piece of land that's only connected to the um, continent by a small sliver. Yeah. Um, and the Bay yeah, of Fundy, Halifax, right? Which is a really nice city. Oh yeah. yeah, Fundy. Fundy, yeah. Yeah, I got to go. Well, actually, I didn't go there, but I went to Nova Scotia to the Cape yeah. Breton. Highlight, Ooh, wow. Highlands, yeah, when I was living there, well, when I was living in Massachusetts, we thought, oh, we're going to, like, go do this awesome camping trip for Memorial Day weekend, cool. and we took, like, I think a couple weeks, so it was more than a weekend, wow. yeah, but it was super, not, first of all, it wasn't their season yet, because it was still pretty cold up there, yeah. we didn't, we were, like, thinking Memorial Day weekend, like, let's go to San Felipe in Mexico, is like we go is up that there. The September holiday. I don't know my American holidays yet. Memorial Day weekend. Good question. Um, is the end of May. End of May. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it was. It was cold. I always mix that one up with Labor Day. It's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're bookends. I think of the. They bookend the summer. the summer. Yeah. I love Halifax. I went there. There was the Marine yeah. Mammal Conference. Yeah, they have every oh, other cool. year <laughs> and uh i went there and it was my it happened to follow my birthday and a friend of mine angela wasn't doing anything that weekend so she randomly met me there and Very we cool. had the best like four-day vacation just exploring and eating and everyone was so nice and we had the best oh, okay. seafood yes. on the planet yeah. it was the like farm to table times oh, yeah. a million billion and it was, oh, I don't know. I, her and her husband went back and did the same tour that we did, um, eating their way and laughing their way through Halifax and Nova Scotia. And they're looking at property now to retire there. Oh, wow. We had yeah. so much fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I did my, I lived there for two years. My master's degree was uh, in Halifax. It's an amazing spot. Oh, what you know, a great big um, city. David Barkley. David, David Barkley? Yeah, he's just, he does marine marine science. He's a physicist, but he does marine science, and he works out of Halifax, I think. Oh, gosh, no. Um, I don't. I'll have to look it up. No, we, I know Tim Tinker. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's like the one of the best sea otter biologists. Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's he's been from there. <laughs> nine minutes, so it sounds like the sun was not out previously oh yeah, yeah. So, well, i hope it isn't now though <laughs> i know oh gosh yeah i hope it's not now too yeah but that's pretty gnarly what you were saying uh i knew eventually the sun was gonna like get big and kill us all um but i didn't know that that would also be happening when we're smashing into andromeda that's the coolest pretty... thing about the collision with andromeda 
you know, our galaxy has like 10 billion stars, Andromeda has like 10 billion stars, but there's so much space between the stars that even though the two galaxies will be colliding, will totally crash into each other, statistically only like one or two stars will actually crash. Oh, wow. wow. It's mostly empty space. It's crazy. Oh, wow. You know that whole thing about space being a lot of space? Uh, yeah. Uh, does that make you feel... <laughs> no, but does that make you feel uh, better or worse? I guess this is a question for everyone, including Louise. But, like, sometimes when I'm out, like... Like, I don't really like the desert. I don't know why. Yeah. And when I look, there's, like all this flats it's i think it's the flatness of the desert like when you're in the big flat space it makes me feel claustrophobic even though uh it shouldn't whereas yeah so i kind of like when you were talking about all the empty space i liked the idea of them coming together because there would be less empty space (laughs) in the chat of that coming together. Oh, sweet. We'll put it in our episode notes. Yeah. 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 No, I don't know. I don't have, I mean, the space is so big. It's like not, it's not physically explored. It's not, it's so big. It's not accessible, you know, it's inaccessibly large. Right. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah. I actually kind of like it. I think the more space, the better. It makes me feel better. Yeah. That's yeah. So then, like, in the desert, you feel... Oh, yeah, I think it's it just... Yeah, it's like an expansion of your soul and your imagination and um, just all that space is inspiring, I think. Oh, I like it. How about you, Louise? How do you feel in the desert? It's very hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, yeah, you have to go at like the right time. Like maybe there's like two days in April <laughs> that it's like the right temperature. <laughs> I mean, I have been to Joshua Trees that camp as a desert. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very beautiful. I do like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the stars at night from the desert. You know, it's generally very, very dark, beautiful. Um, I have a, a tricky question, or maybe it's a hard question, but I asked this of Colleen before when she knew what at what point when she was little or big did she know she wanted to be a physicist and do you have um, something that inspired you to go down that wonderful path (laughs) yeah I mean my parents are both like my parents are both high school teachers and my dad was uh um he passed away he was a math and French teacher, and my mom is an English and science teacher, biology biology teacher. So, you know, like, it's not like, like, physics requires a lot of math. Like, so, I mean, I grew up with that kind of stuff. Like, it wasn't, didn't see it out of the ordinary. I do have clear memories on why I chose physics, though. Like, I, I I mean, I was a little nerd. I took everything. Uh, a lot of classes, yeah. took classes in summer school just to take more classes. You're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, re- I liked everything in in high school, like languages and science and stuff. Um, didn't like history because I think even then I could tell it was like 
narrowly focused what was <laughs> you're like i want space history <laughs> forget this I regular history objective <laughs> i want objective uh, but uh the uh uh i remember like biology 12 you learn about the human body and i remember thinking like wow okay that's really cool what more do i need and i remember chemistry being like okay honestly not my favorite subject like it was a little bit muddy the point of what you're doing but i remember thinking like physics okay now physics seems like something that would be hard for me to learn on my own and that like has some huge questions and some of the questions some people know the answers to i just don't and some questions (laughs) nobody knows you know and like what is it that we know and what do we not know and what do we know we don't know and what do we not know we don't know like all the like (laughs) Like, physics seemed, like, ripe with deep questions, some of which I actually had a chance of learning, you know? Like, is quantum physics, is that, like, is that science fiction or is that something real? Or So I remember Ooh. coming in to university with lots of questions about physics and fewer questions about the other thing. Ooh, like what? Like, like now what? I see that as totally, <laughs> like, ridiculous point of view. Like, of course, everything has amazing questions. <laughs> but at the time, that's how I thought. <laughs> Something that's cool about astronomy is that, like, uh, right now we have this thing called precision cosmology, which means that we think we pretty much know the contents of the universe, meaning, like, we have decades worth of data that seem to clearly support one idea, one particular idea of the history of the universe. But when I was in college, you know, we didn't have that. We literally had three equally possible ideas for what the history of the universe without data to specifically support any of them. 20 years later, we have like a model that works. Remember, didn't that come out? Maybe it will break down, who knows? But that's a really interesting thing. Yeah, I feel like that came out while I was in college about the universe expanding. Is there there a name for this? Yeah. Oh, is there a name, a specific name for that theory when it was born? The The Big Bang Bang Theory? Oh, the The Big Bang Bang Theory? Oh, that's what you're talking about. That's always there. No, but then what happened? What's going to happen next? Is it expanding? Is it going to expand and slow and then turn around? Or is it, what was the third one? So the Big Bang, uh, you know, was not well liked when it first came out. Um, you know, a hundred years ago or whatever, but for 60 years, Big Bang has been well, well liked. But the open question when I was in college was now that we're expanding, Big Bang means that universe started small and is gradually expanding. And we think that's true because we, we can literally see that expansion. We observe it, Um, Mm -hmm. but we can't observe into the future. Right? So the question is what happens now that we're expanding? Do we expand up to just uh like the point where we all stop. the mass in the universe wants to collapse everything back down yeah. and we have the big crunch the opposite yeah. of big bang oh gosh we expand forever like literally forever and stop expanding <laughs> at forever which you know like is never infinity but <laughs> or do we expand and in our expansion balloon to even faster and faster and yeah, faster expansion yeah. oh. okay and in fact, it's that third one that our data yeah. shows to be true. That we're not just, the universe isn't just expanding, getting bigger every day. It's expanding every day and it's going. getting bigger at a faster rate. Yeah. Wow. And more, yes. more complicated? Well, <laughs> my and, universe uh, is getting more complicated. Because you have to yeah, add in I mean, a completely wow. unknown thing to let that acceleration happen. So if you ever heard the word dark energy, dark energy, 
energy is the name we give to the thing that lets the universe expand at an accelerated rate. Okay, those were some big words, but. No, those no, are no, those yeah. are good words. I like those words too because a lot of them people use them. Like when you were saying, she was like, "Is the universe getting more complicated?" I was like, "My universe is getting more complicated." Right. And then yeah. when you're like dark energy, I'm like, "I know what dark energy when I see it." You know, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's like, it creeps, but over that might make your job a little bit harder, uh, Louise, because then people have kind of like already have some relationship with the things you're saying, even yeah. if they're people. Oh, yeah. Luckily yeah. with me, I, no one talks about nanoelectronics. It's just not in the mainstream. <laughs> so I generally people don't have a lot of preconceived. You're coming in with a lot of yeah, preconceived yeah. <laughs> but, um, So you, do you speak French? Yes. So does Claudia, and she lived in France. Yeah, I actually, my dad. Have you told me about Claudia before? I feel like you told me about your friend who lived in France. Well, I had, I had one friend who was living in France last winter. Maybe Plus, I also had two other friends who lived in France. I have a lot of friends who've been, so I could have told, it's very likely I could have told you. But it's also equally likely that I told you about another friend. Yeah. How did you learn your French? Because I imagine that's harder to do in slow than in Canada. Oh, right. Um, well, my dad's French. Oh, yeah. And my mom was a French teacher. And then yeah. my dad was also a math teacher. Um, oh, like my daddy. Yeah, yeah. you guys. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we used to spend summers and Christmases in France. Because my dad oh. is, like, one of nine kids and has a lot oh. of family. Oh. We have lots of cousins. Oh. So we'd go back. And then, um, latter half of elementary school, we moved back for a few years because he's like, you better, you got to learn your culture and <laughs> your language, like, no more of this American accent stuff. <laughs> you gotta, you know, I want you guys to know my family, too. So yeah. that's what we, so we went there for oh, a few that's years. that's so cool. Where in France were you living? Um, in the south, the south Ooh. of France. So Antibes nice. on the... Côte d'Azur and in Aix-en-Provence, which is okay. in wine country. So, I know. Horrible, just ugly places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a really beautiful observatory in Nice. Around. Oh. I think, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of randomly cool stuff um, having to do with science, like, on the Riviera. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think yeah. so, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, neat, yeah. Do you get to speak French very much right now? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Only if I go back and visit, and um, I think it's I haven't been back in like two years. But uh, okay. Or I mean, I'll email my my relatives, and so it's like, you know, yeah, I gotta I, jog that that yeah. linguistical muscle. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so hard. If you're not doing it every day, you know. I feel like I yeah. still have like a sixth grade reading level. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like cat. Yeah. What do uh, do you get to speak? Well, um, did it come in handy I'm in Canada? In Paris, and so I do get. I went to visit her in um, February for a couple of weeks, so that was really cool. Oh, so nice. I was in Paris for that, so I did get to speak a lot of French then. Um, and you know, I'll email her in French a little bit, but really for science, we mostly speak in English, but yeah. it's sort of just like every once in a while, something pops up where I get to use it. I learned, started, so my dad was a French teacher, but we didn't 
uh, he's from Trinidad, and there's a lot of French in Trinidad as well. Oh, yeah. So he learned French there. But, oh, what um, a great accent, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we don't, um, in Canada, you can go to school all the way up in French if you want, because both English and French are official languages. Oh, yeah. So I did that. From kindergarten up, I learned French oh, just Oh, fantastic. School. Wow, yeah, really that's cool, so cool. It was not very much effort at all. And then I didn't speak French for a long time in very much at all. And then for my PhD, I went to school in Quebec City. So that's a totally Francophone environment. And the university oh. is Francophone, and I did oh. all of that in French. So I got another good, like, injection. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And then so now it's just every once in a while, you know, like I'll have some sort of connection with some someone who speaks French. Right. I know. I, I mean, I think... Uh, well, my dad passed too, but when we would go out to lunch and we just wanted to talk and not have people understand, yeah. same with my mom, you know, you, you kind of switch over real quick. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, look at those dumb Americans. <laughs> it's like, That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so what else, Colleen? What else would you like to talk to your special <laughs> guest about? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of all the things that I think about when I think about Louise. Well, you've got a super cute daughter and son. Yeah, I have two little ones. My daughter is almost four, and my son is one, just over one. Oh, my gosh. He just started walking. He's walking backwards now. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) She did a really good impersonation of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One to walk and two to talk, they say, yeah, as they yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's totally different life. So is there, I hate to sit, ask this because I don't know the answer, but um, is there a good telescope at Cal Poly? Um, well, it depends what you want it for. We do have a telescope here, which is used for a couple of courses, some like training, and okay. um, mostly for public outreach which is awesome. And so it's a fantastic telescope for that. You can see like um, the craters on the moon and you can see um, like Mars and Venus. You can see like the different, you would see the pieces of Venus. You can see Mars's, um, I mean, um, Jupiter's moons. So it's very good for that kind of stuff. Um, Red and blue stars, that kind of thing. Um, And um, Dave Mitchell, one of our uh, professors here, he does research with that. He looks at planets outside of our solar system so-called exoplanets which is really cool for the stuff that i do where we're looking at like billions of light years away you i use like you know i have to travel to other places in the world because these telescopes are built at like you know like fourteen thousand feet above a bunch of the atmosphere above like marine layer they're humongous so instead of being like you can imagine like a backyard telescope you know six inches in across or something these things the the mirrors are like the size of a room you know like eight meters uh what is that whatever that 24 feet across right they're humongous and it's like countries many countries come together to fund these it's you know these these telescopes and build them and so for people from all over the world are using them so for me my objects are so faint that i really need that kind of like like world-class kind of system but we do have did you ever want to be an astronaut no i don't like roller coasters even (laughs) don't want to be that far away from home (laughs) oh my gosh yeah there's a new show called away Have you heard of it? Called what? Away. 
Oh yeah, oh, with Hillary Swank. Yeah. Netflix. I plan on watching. Yeah, we just got through season one, and um, I, you know, it's Gary was getting frustrated because I think he wanted it to be like more sci-fi and like action, oh, yeah. um, or at least maybe not sci-fi, but like more action and like yeah. moving faster. And I'm gonna say something that I don't actually know is true because I never watched this show Grey's Anatomy, but I know oh, yeah. people were really, really into Grey's Anatomy, and it wasn't it about it was like a drama that took place in like a hospital. Right. So I would say Away is the Grey's right. Anatomy of space yeah, travel. Yeah, it's I feel like <laughs> and Gary was just soap opera and kind of slow. Like it's like you you're going back and forth between people in the command center and okay. the group of five up in space and like you're hearing people's backstories and of course at yeah. first you think they're the like rough and tough you know i i do ha i do think unfortunately that it is very american in the way that like it has a very strong bias that like i'm not even sure it's trying to hide like remember the rocky movies where it was like rocky the american and then like the communist mean guy with the blonde yeah. hair like oh there's God. a there's kind of an anti i think russian and chinese slant right. like or, or or very like uh what do you call it um, yeah. stereotyping in yeah. kind it's of a like, way that I'm oh, not yeah. comfortable like, with. You would not send people... Patriotic. Yeah, it's pre yeah. it's a patriotic Grey's Anatomy that takes place in space. <laughs> but, they, but they're going to Mars. They're going to Mars. It takes three years. But they're not... Okay, they picked all these people that are overly emotional. Mm. They're very, like, well, conflict-ridden people. Yeah. You know, like, you're not going to put... They're not gonna pass Did the you? test to go to space. <laughs> you know what I mean? You been like, you're gonna send the alcoholic <laughs> that hates women into space. You know, you're like, no, no, no. But yeah. Well, not Have hate, you guys but... ever read any um, Robert Heinlein? He's like a science fiction writer from the '60s. No. Robert Heinlein. No. What is? What is? But what is he? He did write? a lot of writing about like go like going to mars or like you know martians here and stuff and he did a lot of thinking about like and writing and thinking about like yeah like who would you pick to go on these first space missions you'd have to yeah, pick the mellowest most even keeled like someone who's used to like surviving the antarctic winter for five That's years right. in a row yeah, I guess so. You know? I, I kind of like the cast they picked, though, for going to Mars in a way, because, like, that's how the drama, that's what keeps you coming back each week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think you would tune into like, the normal, the realistic one. Or family units, you know, where, like, okay, there's going to be some, like, um, drama, but at the end of the day, you stick together. You always Yeah, have yeah, you have some, you like, know, right. commitment. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> They, yeah. Did you read, I recently, this is like in the last couple years, could have been like a couple summers ago, but I read the Ray, I think it's Ray Bradbury, who wrote the Mars book, what is it? I might have that wrong. Oh, the one they made into the movie? Uh, no, or did they make yeah, it into a movie? Yeah, that wasn't Ray Bradbury, though. No, this one that I'm talking about is... The one where uh, they grow potatoes on Mars? No, 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 not, not, not that one. Chronicles? Yeah, the Martian Chronicles. You're right. The Martian Chronicles. Is it Ray Bradbury? Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's sort of it's sort of 
almost like a psychological sci-fi, which is why I like it. Like each yeah. person kind of has a slightly different experience on Mars. So then you're oh. like, what is Mars? Yeah. Yeah. So it's... you know what? We can't talk about Mars without me talking about my favorite March, Mars movie in the world, which is I've seen a lot of Mars movies is called mission to Mars. Mission it's to from Mars. the nineties. It's generally panned by critics. <laughs> what is? Oh, who, who's in it? I don't know if I. Uh, okay. I well, like... first of all, the best actor in the world, <laughs> my absolute favorite, Jerry O'Connell. Okay. Oh. Jerry O'Connell, who, as a child, in my formative years, played a little nerd on TV, My Secret Identity. If you know that. Oh story. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, I gotta find this. And I then later played Quinn on Sliders, another amazing sci-fi movie oh about gosh. tunneling to oh, alternate universes. These are some okay, good yeah. sci-fi recommendations, yeah. Louise. Yeah. Especially you're like, like a mine. Like, which of these movies are real? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sliders is not real. <laughs> if you had to pick mission to mars i'm starring that we'll put some of this we, we have a lot to put in our editor's notes from you yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. good a lot of good gonna bulk up the website yeah that's great we'll have to get a whole new page i like mars attacks i i liked yeah, that yeah. my sister really like, i haven't seen it i will at some point my sister loves that movie as well yeah, I love that, like, they figure out how to kill them all by, like, playing bad country music really loud. Oh, yeah, it explodes their heads. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really like the one, it's not Mars, but the one with Jodie Foster, where she's looking out. Oh, yeah, Gravity. Uh, contact, or what was gravity. it? Gravity. Oh, Gravity. Oh, no, Contact, the older one. Oh, that's The older Jody one with oh, the big great. dishes, and she's... Hey, Jodie Foster? No, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, Sandra Bullock's in Gravity. I think yeah. I, I, I yeah. heard the wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jodie yeah. Foster Contact. Yeah, totally, with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, again, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know what, though, about Contact is that was actually written, that's based off the book Carl from Sagan. Carl Sagan. Yeah. Oh, ooh, another yeah. good one. I yeah. used to listen to uh, Universe in a Nutshell. <laughs> when I was doing field work. Very cool. Very <laughs> that nice. was very, um, it brings it down to like the layman's level pretty well. Um, but there's a lot of good, um, both Carl Sagan and uh, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson and uh, the other, oh. Um, like a popularizer yeah the person. other guy in the wheelchair i'm so sorry Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do yeah. such great stuff where you, you can kind of you know it's palatable for those who haven't done a phd in totally actually physics. Stephen Hawking you know a brief history of time my dad had a copy of that book i think i was in sixth grade oh no nice. like that and i wrote that was definitely a very early influence on whoa this stuff is cool yeah <laughs> yeah um, okay, because we're rounding it, wrapping it up. I have yeah. a question for you, Louise. What are you going to do this weekend? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But this weekends are generally the same, which is just hanging out. I no longer check my email on weekends. Sweet. Ooh, good job. Work. It's very different than it used to be. Uh, so I'll be hanging out with my family. 
yeah, we'll be hanging out. We usually go to the park, mm-hmm. maybe go to the beach, that kind of thing. Got a lot of naps to work through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there'll be enough time. Two, yeah. maybe three, maybe five naps. <laughs> right, exactly. Probably get some ice cream, either as Ooh. a bribe or honestly. <laughs> what yeah. uh, are you two finally these up to this weekend? Uh probably some yard work hopefully it'll cool down a little so i won't have to be like hunkering inside um claudia um well i was hoping to go to the farmer's market um which i haven't done since the pandemic started and so they have an eight o'clock farmer's market i really want to get some mushrooms nice gary went to that a couple weeks ago Nice. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be everyone's really socially distant and all, you know, yeah. really careful. I just, I've been such, I've been so squeamish about it, but I really want to go. I miss my yeah. farmer's I think market veggies, you, go, you know. The better. Yeah, it starts at eight. Yeah. And I'm yeah. supposed to also help my um, uncle. I told him I'd help him hang pictures in his house. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. All right. Little family It's time. a crazy yeah. weekend. <laughs> crazy weekend plans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Party, party, party. Oh, I know. The nonstop. <laughs> yeah, but non-stop. We're, we're lucky that we just got like a, a nice chill weekend. Yeah. Lord knows we've had some like gnarly weekends on and off. Well, it was very nice to meet you. And it was all nice to meet about... you too. This yeah. was fun, fun, fun to chat in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for taking the time to do it. Totally, totally. Thanks for inviting me. It was fun. This is a truly anomalous formation. It's unlike anything that we've seen so far. We're trying not to go too nuts up here, but we think there's a good chance that this could be water. Of course, if that's correct, then we may have found the key to permanent human colonization. Yes! Okay, we're ready to light this candle. Let's go to Mars. 